Welcome to Bill Bronchick's Real Estate Investing Podcast. Mr. Bronchick is an attorney, best-selling author, and a real estate investor with 25 years' experience. For more information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwiz.com. Hi, this is attorney Bill Bronchick, host of LegalWiz.com, expert real estate advice simplified. On this podcast, we're going to discuss the intricacies of investing in real estate outside of your local area. Now, most people invest locally because they want to kick the tires, keep an eye on things. But the reality is you could just as easily invest two states away as you can two counties away. When you become an expert investor, you'll learn that if you have property managers, if you have people who can handle most of the ins and outs of your rental properties, then investing in another state is really not that big of a stretch. Here are some tips if you're going to engage in investing in an area that you are not familiar with. Number one, know that local market. What you want to do is learn the job market, what drives jobs, what drives the economy, are people generally moving in or moving out of the area, what are the local businesses, what are the typical rents, Um, the prices of properties, what's the median price, and how long are properties sitting on the market before they sell, and of course vacancy rate for rentals. Now, I mentioned rentals because investing out of state in terms of doing fix and flips is very difficult because that's a project that you want to manage hands-on as much as you can. While it's possible, I would advise people investing out of state to start with rentals. Learn the area. That's tip number two. Learn the local laws and customs. For example, what are the landlord-tenant laws? Who writes the contracts? Brokers or attorneys or somebody else? Who closes deals? Is Is it a title company, attorney, escrow company? What type of documents they use for closings, for deeds, for mortgages and notes and leases and so forth? And what are the local housing codes in the municipality in which you are investing? So you want to know all these things before you go in. And by the way, if you're going to buy one or two houses in another city, you'll realize that everything I'm discussing is a lot of work for a house or two. So you may want to engage in buying three, four, or five houses at a clip if you're going to take all the time and expense of learning another market. Tip number three, you want to know the players. So you need a property manager, a real estate broker or agent, lenders, eviction attorneys, contractors and handymen, insurance agents, all the players that you would need to buy a rental property that you might have in your local market but you don't have in the market that you're looking to invest outside of your area. Tip number four, know your exit strategy. Are you planning on keeping the properties as rentals for one year, two years, five years, ten? Are you going to exit on a lease with option within a year or two? So you've got to know the local market well enough to understand that if you're looking for appreciation or at least stable values, that you have to know the local economy and where it's going in that particular area or neighborhood specifically over the next three, five, ten years. If your exit strategy is a lease option, are there any local regulations about it or laws or court cases that might give you trouble if you try to evict somebody who doesn't pay? 
Are there local mortgage brokers who can help you get your buyer financed and so forth? And then tip number five is you might want to visit your properties once a year. <clears throat> you might want to visit the properties once a year and get into the property. Now, I wouldn't advise you tell your tenants that you're the owner, but maybe that you're an insurance inspector or something like that. You want to keep your ownership as anonymous as possible using corporate entities and trusts, which we'll discuss in another podcast. So at least once a year, visit the area, see what the trends are, get into your properties, get an inspection, or at the very least, get your property manager to get into the properties, take videos and pictures and send it to you. Even if you don't get into the particular properties, it's worth visiting just to get the lay of the land, what's going on, are there more opportunities to buy, or are there more opportunities potentially to get out of the property, something's going wrong in the neighborhood or badly that maybe a monthly report from a property manager wouldn't indicate. So as you can see, this is quite a bit of work, and you're not going to want to invest outside of your market or far outside of your market unless you've got the market down for that area, not just in the city, but within the neighborhoods in particular, or the villages or counties, and knowing all the laws and customs, knowing all the players lined up. And you could see, as I said earlier, this is not worth it to buy one or two properties. This would be buying maybe a multifamily or two, or a small multifamily or two, or uh, a bunch of houses or condos. Now, as you're investing in other states, you're going to find a couple of surprises that uh, you may not have expected. And this is particularly the case where people offer turnkey properties in other states that are just you know ready to go. They've been bought, rehabbed, and then a tenant put in there and they refer you to a local property manager. It seems really easy. And in a lot of cases, that is a good way to go. However, you may come across some surprises and and especially if someone else has done all the work you want to make sure that they did it properly they didn't just slap it together they did it to code that the tenant was properly screened that the lease that they used was a good one and that the property manager that they refer you to isn't giving them kickbacks you know those are all things that you want to make sure that you're doing and when you go out to visit the area for the first time, I would probably line up several meetings with real estate brokers and property managers, especially property managers who manage properties in that area, because you'll hear slightly different things from different property managers and brokers, and that's a good thing to quiz the other ones you meet with. You know, this I heard that X, you know, or someone told me Y, what's your thoughts on that? And then get different perspectives and you'll you'll eventually flush out the truth. So some surprises that may come up include the there are extra costs that are normal in this particular state or city, such as, for example, transfer tax. When you buy a property, there might be a 1%, 2 3% transfer tax on the purchase of a property. Very common in the East Coast states, where, like Pennsylvania, you could pay 2 or 3% of the purchase price, several thousand dollars, depending on the value of the property, and transfer tax, almost like a sales tax. And there might be county, city, and separate state taxes. So make sure you're aware of what the extra costs are for closing a property before you put in a contract to buy. Another surprise you might get, especially if you've got a condo, is 
that you're not allowed to lease the property. So you go and buy a new build condo or sometimes even a new build home that has a homeowners association says you can't rent it out. Or especially if you're planning on an Airbnb setup where you're renting it by the night or by the weekend, there may be prohibitions. So make sure if you're buying in a condo or area that has an HOA that you get a copy of these docs and the bylaws and the uh, house rules, so to speak, the regular rules and regulations, and find out what it prohibits. Surprise number three is this house will only rent for $750, not $1,200. This is one of the top mistakes made by investors who invest out of area, particularly if they're buying a turnkey property. So you, it behooves you to talk to property managers and brokers and do your own research on Zillow or on uh, Craigslist of what the real rents are. You see for rent signs in the neighborhood that you're thinking of buying, call those. You know, Pretend to be a, a potential tenant and find out what the typical rent is, what it includes, what it doesn't include. Another surprise might be if you're planning on reselling the property quickly is there a lot of times there are developer restrictions that prohibit real estate investors from quick turning properties very big trend especially in new builds and condos you got to make sure there's no deed restrictions about reselling the property and another surprise is perhaps you've attended or been invited to a, a high-powered investment seminar that promotes out-of-state real estate investing. And some of these investor clubs, quote, are really just promoters of out-of-state real estate uh, investments, and they receive kickbacks and real estate commissions, property management fees, mortgage loan fees, and sometimes even hazard insurance premium kickbacks. Um, they like to tell stories of huge appreciation gains, which may or may not be true, but not all areas might enjoy the significant appreciation year after year. So you, you really have to just go in w when someone's offering you a deal with a grain of salt. Do your own due diligence. There's a general expression is you never ask the barber how's the haircut. So if someone's selling you a piece of real estate, you should you know, do your own individual due diligence on everything that they're representing to you because, you know, there's always a bit of puffery, uh, that's a legal term, in the sales process of anything for sale. So... Again, if you're not going to go out and look for your own properties, you're going to rely on brokers or other investors selling you properties, you may want to do your own due diligence to verify all the facts that, that they're telling you is true. You can make a lot of money investing in other markets, particularly if you live in a market where maybe rental properties don't make sense. For example, in states like California and New York, very high values, in New York particular, very high property taxes, make it almost impossible to even break even. If you live in an area like that, you may want to look at other states, particularly in the Midwest, South and West, Texas, Oklahoma, Utah, I'd say Colorado, but I live there, so don't bother. <laughs> no, just kidding. There's some great deals in Colorado as well. Um, some of the southern states like Florida, there's lots of good opportunities where you can rent houses for what they call the 1% rule. Now, the 1% rule doesn't apply everywhere, but the 1% rule generally says you can get 1% of the value of the property per month in rent. 
So a $100,000 property would give you $1,000 a month in rent. Now, if you live in New York or California, unless it's upstate New York or way on the, uh, the boonies in California, <laughs> there's no $100,000 houses. They started a half million and up, and a half million dollar house typically in those areas won't rent for 5000 a month. And even if it will, in a place like New York or New Jersey where they have very high property taxes, they won't cash flow. So it might make sense for you to go in, venture into other markets, do your research. And what's great is once you've done all the research and you've got all the players in place, then buying an extra property, two, three, four, five, is a lot easier. Also, what I found is when you're meeting with property managers or you're using one to manage your existing properties, that they often come across properties that other clients want to sell and try to get on the short list so that you get the call before it's listed on the multiple listing. I've gotten many of my properties that way from the manager who's uh, managing my property, which in most cases is also a real estate broker. Another tip on that, if you're going to use a property manager out of state, make sure that they are licensed. Now, most states require a property manager to be a licensed real estate agent or broker. Not true in every state. So you want to make sure that person has a license you can go after if they screw you or, or misrepresent something and that they are insured and or bonded in case they you know abscond with your money. If you are getting payouts every month, and the worst that can happen is you can lose a month's rent, but there's all kinds of scams that you know the best of us, including me, have been scammed on, including the fact that they tell me my property is vacant for three months when, in fact, they've been renting it to someone for cash and don't report that income. So you got that's why the surprise once a year visit may be a good idea. And that's how I found out that I had a property manager doing it to me. I did a surprise inspection and lo and behold, there's someone living in the property that's supposed to be vacant. Would you know it? So be careful about that. Property managers are mostly honest people, but in every business there are bad apples. So make sure that they have something you could go after, like a license or a bond or um, errors and omissions insurance. And then, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that if you should buy things out of state, that you buy it in corporate entities, land trusts and other devices that will keep you from liability as well as give you privacy. But of course, that's a longer discussion we'll do in another podcast. For this one, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you're not scared off and that you have the tools that you need to buy properties in other states. And there are pitfalls, but this lesson should give you the things that you need, the tools that you need to go make sure that you research and avoid many of the problems that come up with out-of-state or out-of-area ownership. This is Bill Bronchick, host of LegalWiz.com. Make sure you stop at my website, LegalWiz.com. My direct email is Bill at Bronchick.com. This is Bill Bronchick signing off. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to Bill Bronchick's Real Estate Investing Podcast. For more information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwiz.com.